Welcome to the Way of the Disciple book study brought to you by Sushipe. My name is Eric Gallagher, and I'll be offering the reflection on chapter three, titled Following the Homeless One. So the core of this chapter is the calming of the sea um, that we find in the Gospel of Matthew. So I want to start with that just to kind of set our frame of reference here. Now, when Jesus saw crowds around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. And a scribe came up and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Save, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O men of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this? that even winds and sea obey him. So in the second, the third, well, it's the second reading, but this third chapter of the text, we move from this general invitation of the Lord, come to me in this passage. The author leads us to understand a more specific reality in that invitation. To follow Jesus is to follow the homeless one, right? The passage says, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. If we're to summarize the basic message of this chapter, it's that following Jesus means that we give up all of our natural securities and we find our security in him. Right? And don't we have the same experience when we meet with a homeless person? Right, So many times we can approach someone and, and make this presumption that they are without, that they're lacking something. But so many times in ministry, I hear people talk and share of their experiences of meeting people who have less than them or who apparently have nothing but have so much more than they do. So in this, we are learning that our security needs to be found in one place alone. So we digest the chapter and the scripture passage quite a bit. Um, But essentially, what he's saying is, in order to really be in that place where we are with Jesus, there's an element of the life of Jesus that we must pass through. Right? Being with Jesus involves suffering and hardship. So this passage he refers to as a, a rite of passage in a sense. Right, They're following Jesus, they have no idea where they're going, but then this thing happens to them. 
This thing happens to them that Jesus knew was going to happen. He wasn't surprised it was going to happen, and that throughout the entire time, he had complete control over what was happening. In fact, on page 63, he actually says, this passage actually shows how he has deliberately orchestrated events like this, using them for his own purposes. God orchestrates events in our lives and uses them for his own purpose. One of the examples that goes through my head as I was reflecting on this chapter is I remember reading um, the story of a gal at Columbine who um, the men with guns were asking individuals if they loved Jesus or if they were Jesus followers or not. And they put a gun up to this young girl's head and said, if you either denounce your faith or we will shoot you. And she commented on how she loved Jesus and they shot her. Right. A more contemporary example of martyrdom. While we have many, many saints as well to look to in the same regard. But I remember being in high school when that happened and just thinking to myself, would I be able to? And I remember having this great confidence. Yeah, I love Jesus so much. Of course I would. But then I look at my life right now and I have even recently been through incredibly difficult challenges and times where my life, my reputation, so many things are being threatened. And I'm trying really, really hard to love Jesus. But I'm realizing it's much harder than I expected. <laughs> right? And I, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm giving my life to Jesus every day in the best way that I can. But how is it that 20 plus years after I would have such confidence and after committing my life to faith for so many years, it's, it's still so hard. He says on page 63, how easy it is to be enthusiastic and generous while we are still on firm land. So he essentially lays this chapter out and this verse out for us to recognize that this is part of following Jesus says on page 64, do you even vaguely realize what it means and who it is you want to follow? <laughs> okay, it says in 64, to the scribe, Jesus seems to say, you really want to follow me everywhere? And the reality is, is if we want the stability of the love of Jesus, as he describes on page 64, we can vow to remain in the stability of Jesus Christ, but paradoxically, that means that we will have little stability because it can only be found in the sacrificing heart of Jesus. The only stability that we need to find 
and what the author encourages us, challenges us in, is to realize that we must strive for the day when our only desire is to do his holy will. So then finally, he talks about this test, essentially the disciples. It's only through going through this test that they can know. And the test really challenges, are you really a disciple or not? Do you really want to follow Jesus or not? And the disciples, having gone through this test, still wrestle with the mystery Right? They still question, who is this man? <laughs> but no doubt, they desire to continue the journey with him, even though it's been difficult. So in this chapter today, we're invited to consider where we're at with Jesus, whether or not we're prepared for the storm, whether or not we'd be capable of trusting in his plan and his presence, whether or not we're trained to cry out to him for help when those times come, but also to consider how important those things are. Lord, give us the grace today of following you being invited into the boat and experiencing your love daily. Whether today be a more tranquil day or it be a very, very challenging storm in our life, Lord, give us the grace of a stability and a relationship with you, knowing and trusting that you have all things under control and that in you we are protected from all harm and being led to everlasting life. We ask this in your name. Amen. Hey everyone, it's Eric Gallagher, the founder of Sushipe. With Advent quickly approaching, I wanted to invite you to join our upcoming book study that will begin on November 29th. Fred and Kara from the organization Draw Near will be leading us through a chapter a week book study on the popular text, I Believe in Love, a personal retreat based on the teachings of St. Therese of Lisieux. Each week, Fred and Kara will offer a simple reflection on a chapter and will guide online discussions through the Sushipe platform. This is an excellent book and opportunity for anyone who is desiring to grow in their spiritual life. Find out more by visiting sushipe.co slash study. That's S-U-S-C-I-P-E dot C-O slash study.